Hey, Jacob. Yeah? We got to tell the listeners about Beerez Coffee Company. Oh, their coffee for gamers by game. That's them. 100% free trade Colombian coffee brewed right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. You know, that sounds perfect for all night gaming sessions, no matter what kind of gamer you are. Video games, tabletop, card games, Beerez has what you need to keep sharp. They got all kinds of flavors to choose from, like good for gaming light roast, or my favorite, the Necro Medium. You know, I like a good dark roast, like critical gaming dark. You can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. Yeah, and if you can't decide what you want, then just try out their specialty sample pack. Look, whatever your coffee of choice is, they've got you covered. Head on over to BeresCoffeeCo.com and use the code OMPODCAST at checkout for 10% off of your order. This episode of the Open Micros Podcast is brought to you by that dirty, rotten motherfucker, BJ DeBlow. He knows exactly what he did, and he would have started his own podcast, but he was too chick to shit. Oh, and also, if you like Jay, but think he's too good-looking, try the Jester's Court, hosted by Jay's fat twin, Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts can be downloaded. I actually just did an episode of that. It was a lot of fun. We talked about Batman Forever. Streaming now. Oh, and when I asked uh, Jay and Reynolds what he wanted his ad read to be for the episode, he said, roast the shit out of me. So, Jay and Reynolds looks like if an AT&T call center and erectile dysfunction did the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, then. Uh, to me, looks like he directs Muppet porn. Here we go! what that music means it means it's time for the open micers podcast my name is jason robbins i'm jacob craig and it's another one of these man just yeah. me and you just the, the two, two of us. us we can make it if we try just the two of us, two of us. you and i just two of us okay no one no one paid to hear that um yeah, we're gonna get yeah man get a dmr whatever it's called takedown on twitch yeah dude that song. get a dnr mm-hmm. i should i should get one of those do not place. resuscitate yeah um yeah man just me and you yeah. talking bullshitting what are we doing what are we talking be? about what, what we got on the agenda dude a lot of a lot of things have happened since the last time we did an episode but at the same time it's not a lot of things that happen <laughs> it's just one of those weird things um what is how, time how... anymore time doesn't exist anymore but what's been going on in Jason Robbins' life since the last time we did an episode of Open uh, Well, we did the uh, the comedy competition in Mobile. Yeah, that was a shit show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, that was a big barrel of monkey shit is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your experience there. What happened to, to you? Uh, so we get over there. You know, let, me, let me paint the picture. So um, Jacob asked me what, like a couple days beforehand? If Something I wanted like to do the uh, the comedy competition in Mobile, and uh, I I was thinking it was going to be like what maybe 10, 10, 12 comedians tops, fifteen at most. Yeah, fifteen at the most. We get uh, well. Well, first off, we we head over to Mobile. It's Friday night. We figure 
might be a few people there. We weren't expecting anything crazy because, uh, like at the at the the Alabama Music Box, it's really hard to get people in there to uh, to watch comedy. So I, I wasn't really expecting because the night before, Jacob, you were there doing a show uh, with who? Who did you open for? I opened for Nick Yusuf, Nick and we Yusuf. performed for a total of fifteen people. Yeah. So so keep in mind, we're thinking there's going to be probably about fifteen, maybe. 20 people there tops and uh, we get to mobile and apparently there's an art walk going on in downtown mobile. And we had to park like a mile and a half away from the, the, uh, the bar. Cause we couldn't find a place to park. And uh, we finally get there. We're supposed to be there at eight. I think we finally showed up about eight fifteen, and uh, there's over 20 comics ready to, uh, to do this thing. 21 in total. So do the math. Twenty-one times five. What is that? See five. You're asking the wrong person. One hundred and five minutes. That's uh, that's almost two hours straight of uh, comedy. Just the just the five minute sets. That that's not counting the beginning, the in the time in between, and uh, which they didn't then started the show late. It was supposed to start at what like eight thirty. They didn't even start till like nine thirty. And uh, the crowd got quite rowdy, to say the least. Like, we started getting people in there that were... Uh, one of the other comics that, that was there brought a bunch of people from where he worked. And um, it was... How would you describe the, the crowd of people? It was... Uh, like a just, barrel of monkeys? Let's <laughs> just say a bit rednecky. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I, I won't say the place where they work, but the place where they work, it's a shipyard. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of crowd. <laughs> so, and they were already drunk, like, like crazy drunk by the time the, the show started. And also, uh, if they weren't drunk, it would be bad enough already. Yeah. <laughs> so you get people that don't know how to act at a comedy show, and then you add alcohol on top of it. Um, so they start to show and immediately there's like a line of people in the front row and they all want to be part of the show too. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, you know, like when someone's on stage telling jokes, why why would you not want to be a part of that too? So there was this one guy sitting up front that wanted to, he had something to say after every single joke people said. And, uh, yeah, um, when I got on stage, I kind of shut them down a little bit because people weren't really, nobody was really, uh, going back at him because he was heckling pretty good during everyone's sets and nobody was really saying anything to him or, you know, they're trying to ignore him or whatnot. I get on stage and the first thing I tell him was like he I told him my first joke and of course he's like blah, 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 and like starts talking. I'm like, dude, you've been talking through everybody's sets this whole night. I said, I am hearing impaired and I can't hear fuck all what you're saying anyway, so you might as well shut up. And luckily he didn't say shit the rest of my set. But that didn't uh deter the fifty other people that were in the back of the bar. <laughs> Uh, yelling and screaming and laughing and talking and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. And uh, I got off stage, walked outside, 
and our mutual friend uh, Craig, one of the other uh, comedians here on the coast, walked up to me and said, hey, man, what's it like up on stage? I said, well, imagine going to the Humane Society at like 6 in the morning and trying to tell jokes to all the dogs that haven't been fed yet. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I mean, and everyone was asking me outside, like uh, William was, uh, Bill Randy, William Wayward, whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> Craig was Crab, asking me. Whatever he's going yeah. by this week. <laughs> whatever. He's going to, I'm going to bring him on the show again soon, by the way. He's, I love he that dude. Come back on. Fucking love him. Dude, uh, Craig he, he, was asking his me. Set, weirdly, his set did well because yeah. it's so out there, his comedy, that when he had a joke that would hit, it would hit hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he he actually did really well. And uh, and Craig was asking me what to do. And I was giving him advice, you know what I mean? Like, of, of like how to handle rowdy crowds like this. Because I understand how to handle rowdy crowds. I've done this the entire time I've been doing comedy. This was a crowd so rowdy, I didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> I didn't know. I was giving out <coughs> such bullshit advice. Because I couldn't even do it. We were about two steps away from needing chicken wire at the front of the stage, sure. like the Blues Brothers. Like, seriously, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. Like, it was... Like, okay, here, here's... At the end of the show, um, Krangus, who runs Landmass Comedy, brought that dude up on stage and was like, I don't care about the competition anymore. I don't... I know I'm not going to win, so... Basically, I just want to tell you, he turns around to the guy, he's like, fuck you, you're the worst human being on the fucking planet, get the fuck out of this bar, and like, kicked him out, his wife, dude's wife was like, ready to like, kick Krangus's ass, and like, all this stuff, and after the show, we're waiting for them to, uh, and Krangus was the poor guy, was the last one, <laughs> he drew, we all had to draw numbers, uh, because there were so many of us, we had to draw numbers out of a hat. There were 21 of us, so Krangus drew 21, and he was the last I was 20, one. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to the after the show. We're waiting for them to tally up the, uh, the, the, the votes or whatever, and Krangus is kind of standing a little bit behind me, and that dude comes up, and I thought he was about to start swinging on him because like, it, like, it was getting pretty heated. And at the same time that this is going on, Poor well, Jacob. Hold on, hold on. I want to tell. I want to tell my whole you, story. Go ahead, because I don't. I, there's so much happened at the same exact time. Yeah, but but before we do that, we you did mention the Nick Yusuf show. I want to touch on that a little bit because I was there the night before for the Nick Yusuf show, opening for Nick Yusuf. Cool guy. I, I you know no quarrels with him at all. Uh, he didn't want to talk to us. That's cool, man. He just put in his earbuds and did him. We did us. That's fine. I get it. You don't want to talk to your openers. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, 15 people were at the show. Kind of sucks that they didn't sell better than that. Um, where I do have a problem is he did two hours of comedy. Just him. <laughs> Just him himself. He was on stage for two hours. He wasn't killing it. He wasn't doing good enough to warrant another hour of comedy. His hour was good. He did a good hour of comedy. And then he did another hour of comedy. I was done with it. And I'm his opener. I couldn't listen in. Yeah. I was done. Just after one hour, he did two hours of fucking comedy. I don't know why 
Like you're not Dave Chappelle. Like that's something that Dave Chappelle does. I don't even want to listen to Dave Chappelle for two hours. Right. Like that's pushing it even. So that's what I have to say about that. Basically is that he did two hours of comedy and I, I just wasn't into it personally. And that night at the competition. So I expect like, fine. Like if you want to bring 20 something people to the comedy show to make sure that you win. Okay, dude, that's awesome. Go ahead. Whatever. Congratulations. You stacked the deck and you won because you know 28 people and you got them to come to a show. That's one thing. But bringing 28 people who show their fucking asses through the entire (laughs) thing and then you don't want to take responsibility for it afterwards, that's how you make every comic that's there hate you. Yeah. And what that guy did was he essentially made every comic from Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida fucking hate him. Because no one's going to want to work with him after that. Because if you bring people to your show, it's going to be the worst fucking people in the world. Yeah, I mean, if I don't, you know, it it, it makes sense to want to bring all your friends and stuff to to come see you. Yeah. And I get that. But you got to let people know that this is a comedy show. This is not, this is not a fucking punk rock concert. This, you know, this yeah. is not, you know, this is not Hank Williams Jr. concert. Like you don't have, you're, you're not part of the fucking show. All right. You go to a comedy show. If you don't like the comic that's on stage, go outside or, you know, go like, go get a beer yeah. or whatever. Or just wait five minutes and yeah. shut your fucking mouth. It's and then maybe the next, <laughs> the next comic might be better. Like, don't just, don't just fucking yell at people and then shut up for your fucking friend. Because and then tell all you leave at the same time. If you're a heckler, nobody fucking likes you. Nobody in the... Because when, when Krangus kicked that dude out of the bar, the rest of the bar erupted. And, and applause because that dude was fucking everybody up on that fucking stage the entire night. And if that was my friend or somebody that I brought, first thing I would have did is walked up to him and be like, dude, you got to stop, man. Like, that's right. not how you act at a comedy show. And we'll get into that discussion a little more later because aforementioned, as this guy was getting kicked out of the bar, I was getting in a fist fight in the streets of Mobile outside the Alabama music box because uh, when I was on stage and I think I know what made this lady mad is there was these two blonde little blonde girls and this like one like giant like ball cap like obviously like manual yeah. labor working behemoth of a man. Yeah, they didn't like me. They left about a minute into my set. Yeah, it was just this Neanderthal and then two little blonde girls. And, uh, and they were just have, as bad as the other guy. They were talking yeah. through the whole, everybody's set. Yeah, and, and, and the reason that like I specifically said something to this little blonde girl is because she wouldn't shut the fuck up. So I have a joke in my set where I'm talking about um, porn comments and like real comments I've found on Pornhub. And uh, one of the jokes is, this bitch look like she eat ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I pointed out this little blonde woman and I said, you look like you also eat ketchup. <laughs> and that and that got a laugh. And then I got off stage and she said, what the fuck does that even mean? As I'm walking by her and I just ignore her. like I don't want to talk to you. It's a joke. Like, it, it, yeah, it's like you didn't get it. That's fine. 
And then on her way out of the bar, she says to me, you should write better jokes and not be such a fucking perv. And okay, cool. So what I said back was, you have a big mouth for someone who doesn't know how to fight. Because she's a little blonde girl. (laughs) You don't know me. I could be insane. You could say that to somebody and then get your shit rocked. I'm just a random person. You don't want to mouth off to people like that. You could get fucked up. You're lucky it happened to me. Like, why do people want to fight comedians? Like, they're just fucking jokes, people. I mean, right. unless the comedian physically threatens you from the stage, there's no reason to want to fight a comedian, especially outside the bar when we're just trying to chill out and, you know, talk to each other and whatever. I, whatever. Right. I don't know. People I mean, are dumb. I'm literally just, I'm standing against the wall smoking a cigarette next to a bunch of other comedians because I just got off stage and it was a horrible set that I fucking do, does not represent me as a comedian. So I'm smoking a cigarette trying to decompress. And then her boyfriend tries to fight me. He's like, what the fuck do you say? Blah, blah, blah. You want to fight? Blah, blah, blah. And now listen, I don't start fights with people, right? This, this is a big ass hillbilly shipyard you know, yeah. much, much bigger than me, even though I'm fucking yoked. This guy is like <laughs> yoked plus, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but listen, I'm from, I'm from Vancouver. He's the kind of dude that wears a tucked in t-shirt boots and a uh, trucker hat, like that kind of guy. Yeah. He definitely, I guarantee you, I will bet you my entire paycheck for this whole week. He had a salt life sticker on his, on his truck. For sure. Ford F-150, hundred percent. Um, it doesn't have a speck of dirt on it. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I don't start fights, but if someone asks like, Hey, do you want to fight? We're going to fucking fight, dude. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You want to fight me? Okay, let's go. So I throw down my cigarette. I go to the nearest person next to me. I say, hold my glasses. That person didn't hold my glasses. They let my glasses just fall on the concrete. <laughs> So now my glasses are scratched. I wish I would have been outside. If, oh, God, I wish I would have been outside. Dude, that, I'm more mad at that guy than the guy that tried to fight me. Fuck that guy <laughs> that didn't just hold my fucking glasses. Um, and so, you know, this guy just comes up and he takes us and, you know, we're both squaring up and everything. And he takes a swing at me and I slip it. I slip his punch because I saw it coming from a mile away. I used to box. I understand how to fight. And then his little fucking girlfriend gets in between us and quote unquote drags him down the street as he's talking shit like you're you can't fucking fight pussy all this shit. I'm like, dude, your one punch that you threw came nowhere near hitting me and I'm just standing there still ready to fight. And your little 80 pound girlfriend is supposedly dragging you down the street. So it's that kind of situation. Yeah. Welcome to comedy in the South, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. And that guy, like, I mean, if he hadn't left, he probably would have gotten jumped because I had no understanding that there were like four other comics behind me who I turned around and they were all like, oh, we were about to fight that guy. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, if you're going to try to fight a comedian, just know that every other comedian there is going to whip your ass too. So basically, that's yeah. what, I mean, every time we've had an incident like this, it's like every comedian is just like ready to rock somebody like for sure. Bring it asshole. We're all going to jump on your head. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if someone had swung on you, I would have chased that asshole down the street. Yeah, if I'd have been uh, outside, I would have rocked that dude's head before he even, like, threw a punch at you. 100%. Like, man. dude, and, get the hell out of here, man. Like, what are you doing? And, and see, and I brought this to the attention of the person that brought him, the comic that won the competition. And what he said was, well, I don't know what happened because I wasn't out. Doesn't matter, and, man. You brought these assholes there, right? Right. If this and, is and the, the type of crowd you're going to bring to our shows, like, we don't want you. <laughs> like, we don't want you yeah. or your hillbilly friends. And on the other end of that, like, I know for a fact that if I was the asshole in the street starting fights with people, that my friends would call me out on it. Yeah. Like, I 100% would expect that. Yeah. But the, you know. Like, if I bring somebody to the comedy show and they start shit, like, I will, I'll take responsibility for it. Yeah, you know? for sure. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. That's just... <laughs> the funniest thing about this is, is, is the first person I see when I turn around is Craig Williams, and he's all bowed up, and he's like, what's that guy's problem? <laughs> and I'm like... And, I, and Craig's been on this show. He's... He's, he needs to be protected. He's a very, he is a magnificent creature. I love that fucking man. I don't, I don't want him to try to fight for me. It's like, I got it, buddy. It's like, <laughs> please don't. I'm, but, but I, Craig is a very good friend. I don't for, know. Craig for, might, might throw some haymakers, man. Knock somebody maybe. out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But I, and I specifically said too, it's like, I held my hand out behind me. I was like, no, I got this. Like, what is this guy going to do? I'm yoked to the fucking gills. He's, you know, <laughs> he's got nothing on me. This, why do we always have, why is it always an adventure every time we go out of town? Well, that's the reason we do it, Jason. So we have stories <laughs> to tell on our podcast. Uh, but I, sometimes I, I miss the good stuff too, like that. I, yeah. I miss that whole thing because I was sitting inside waiting for him to, uh, tally up the votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't care because I knew that I wasn't. I didn't yeah. get a single vote, by the way. Really? Not even. Not even one. No. Not a single fucking one. Yeah, they should have had a better system for the uh, the voting thing. Yeah, I suggested um, what we used to do, which was every comic gets a vote but can't vote for themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been much more fair because the person that won wouldn't have won. Yeah. Or we should have had like a sheet after we all drew our numbers. We should have had some sheets made up to where, uh, or actually, however many comics there were, um, and people and uh, people just write down, you know, as we go through the show, who write down who their favorites were, and then at the end, like, be like, okay, well, I like this one the best. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I don't know who would have won, to be honest, because it was such a shit show. Like, I, I personally don't think anyone didn't bomb. I thought all yeah, 21 I think comics bombed. Everybody bombed at, at that show. There yeah. was no way to win that crowd. There was maybe one comic I saw. It was like the, the very end of his set. Like, um, I don't remember his name. Um, I had only seen him that one time. I haven't seen him before. Uh, it was a black guy, but I, I don't remember. Eddie Kane? Maybe. Because I was outside, and then uh, when he was on, and then I came back in, and people were talking and stuff. 
and then he started doing a joke about getting his kids out of the house while he was uh, having sex with his wife because the house was on fire. (laughs) It was funny as shit, and he won the crowd over with that joke. And they, like, like, screaming and shit when he was done. So he was the only comic I saw that really killed in that room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in turn, he should have won because, you know. If I would have had a vote, I would have voted for him. I'd be like, he's the only one that got people in this room to, to laugh and yell for him. Right. Yeah. But it's one of those things. I mean, when you enter a comedy competition, you understand that the funniest person is not going to win. Yeah. 100% of the time, I can guarantee the funniest person will not win any comedy competition that has ever been created. It's the person who's going to bring the most people. Right. It just doesn't happen. Especially it if it's a local. Like it's a local uh, thing, you know? Right. Yeah, that's what I said, too. I mean, I, you know, I'm at a Homeville disadvantage. If you want to have a, a comedy show in Van Cleve, Mississippi, <laughs> where I can get everyone I went to high school with to come to the show, yeah. I'm going to win 10 out of 10 times. But that's just not how comedy works. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember the guy's name that that won, but I know his name, but I don't I don't want to you know. We've seen him a couple times him like that. Met met him yeah. a couple of times, and uh, I hope he realizes that he should take responsibility for the people that were, were there that night, and yeah. uh, don't bring those people to any more shows. <laughs> you, right? Yeah. If you want to be a part of this com- comedy community, don't bring those people around anymore. I'm sorry. Maybe they're your, they're probably your good friends, but they don't know how to act in comedy right. comedy in a comedy uh, club or environment whatever. environment. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's so new too that I, I don't think he understood because he's just some open micer, you know, of the amount of networking that was going on at this thing. Yeah. Like, there's comics from all over at this thing. Just because you won a hundred dollars in a in a spot on a future show you hurt yourself in the long run because all of those people there will never want to work with you ever again. Yeah. And it wasn't about winning. I didn't care about winning. I just wanted to get up there and tell, you know, have a five minute set in front of, you know, that many potential people, you know, and also to, to network. Cause I knew there was going to be comics there that I don't get to talk to very often. Right. Yeah. I mean, I spent most of my time, you know, outside the venue, shaking hands with other comedians that I'd never met before. And I had already decided, I was like, if by some chance I even win this thing, which I'm not, if I do, I'm going to split it with you. You know, like (laughs) that's what I was going to do. I didn't give a shit about winning. Yeah. See, and and if I would have won, I probably would have have bought new glasses. That's probably (laughs) what I would have done. And I told the guy that won, I said, Hey, I don't want to tell you how to spend your money, but you should, if I won this money, I would a buy me new glasses because your fucking friend got my glasses scratched mm-hmm. or B I would get that friend boxing lessons because he fucking sucks. Yeah. And he's going to get himself into a fight and get hurt because he can't fucking fight. Yeah. Like I, the amount of hurting that I could have put on this guy was ridiculous. If I wanted to do that, like you don't want to start fights if you can't fucking fight, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like the people that can fight never start fights. Exactly. But um, on a lighter note, I uh, I may or may not be getting a new job. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jackson County School District contacted my bosses 
for letters of recommendation. So I might be working for Jackson County Schools. Nice. Doing what? A substitute teaching? Uh, maybe, actually. Um, the way that their application process works is there's a lot of different jobs that you can apply for. So I applied for full-time janitor, full-time COVID sub, assistant band director. I applied for the fucking gambit. <laughs> and I don't know what they're thinking of hiring me for, but they contacted my bosses and they made it sound to them like uh, they were going to be losing me soon. So hmm. hopefully I will be working in the schools. That's not bad. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully uh, something. Will yeah. Come Cause I that. know they're, uh, they're hurting for substitute teachers right now because teachers are out because of COVID and substitute right. teachers are out because of COVID and they don't have any backups. There's yeah, no substitute teachers to take over for the substitutes that can't come in. Yeah, that's what a full-time COVID sub does, is, is you're not subbing for one teacher full-time. You're a full-time sub for when, if a teacher's out, you go to that school and replace that teacher. Yeah. And you get paid a full-time salary doing that because they need it so bad. So if I had a pick, I would love to be doing that. But I'll mop a fucking floor if I have to, dude. It's, it's you know, I would get paid better than I'm getting paid now. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with <laughs> little kids. Right, yeah. I, I don't have to deal with actually trying to wrangle them. I just have to be like, <laughs> don't step on my fucking floor, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to substitute teach, would it be pretty much just 1 through 12 or like high school or what? Um, I, I think it's all of it. it. It's just all the Jackson County schools. So yeah, I'm trying be... to think if I was to be a substitute teacher, would I want to do elementary school, middle school, or high school? Which ones do you think would be worse? It's for subs. It is so much worse in middle and high school. I don't because... know because if I was a substitute, every substitute teacher I ever had was just like, all right, we're watching a movie today and they wheel in the yeah. TV and they let you watch a movie. That's true, but also I feel like kids are, you know, that are old enough to understand. It's like you're not my real teacher. You barely have any authority, and I can just kind of fuck with you. Yeah, like that's like the elementary school level kids are at least like, oh, you're an adult, and I need to listen to you because they yeah. still have that kind of ingrained in them. That's I, that's why I think if I was to be a substitute teacher, I think I would just rather do elementary school. I don't think I could handle. I don't. I think middle schoolers are the worst. Honestly, yeah. like. Kids aged like 11 to 13 or 14, whatever the middle school range is, yep. those are probably the worst human beings on the planet. <laughs> 100%. They have zero I, regard for, for anything and anyone. They're just like, they're just little feral animals. Yeah, I remember the kind of stuff I was doing in middle school. It was worse than the stuff I was doing in high school. Oh, yeah. I was horrible in middle school. Like, I would, if I, if I go back in time and if I had to deal with myself as a middle schooler, I would have probably murdered me. <laughs> probably. Yeah, no. Yeah, if I, if I discover time travel, I'm going to use it to just give myself a good smack. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Go back in That's time, good... like, fucking good Batman-style backhand. Backhand. Yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? I know. And I wish that people would have done that to me when Stop I was that Stop jizzing age. in your socks. Your mom knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Dude, um, before we get out of here today, uh, the last little bullet point I had written down to talk about, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Finally fucking saw it. Really? Such finally. a good... 
Finally, dude. I um. Well, I told you about this Friday. I saw it. Um, well, let's not spoil uh, spoil anything because there's still a lot of people that haven't okay. seen it yet. So. All right. So no spoilers. But I, I saw it. Um, not yesterday, but last Wednesday. Uh, for my anniversary. Um, the yesterday was my girlfriend's birthday. By the way, happy birthday, uh, nameless girlfriend. Um, <laughs> dude, Spider Man, fucking. Can we say that it's like the best Marvel movie behind Endgame. Like, oh, yeah, easily. Fair? Easily. Like, maybe even ahead of Endgame, depending on who you are. I mean, I still want to give it some some space to, like, st- I'm still letting it, like, settle in. But honestly, I think I might like it better than... I mean, don't get me wrong. Endgame had some of the best moments. But as an entire movie, I think No Way, no Way Home has it beat. Right. Uh, I thought that dude, and when Batman oh. showed up and he was, you know, fighting Doctor Who, it was awesome. I know. <laughs> it was Val Kilmer's Batman. Dude. Yeah, Val Kilmer like showed back up, you know, and, I know. and... fat as shit. Just... <laughs> Just fighting crime, dude. <laughs> Eating burgers. Yeah, it borders. <laughs> no, I, I actually thought it was a little, uh, a lot slower than I expected it to be. I thought it was a lot slower than Avengers Endgame, but the actual payoff of the movie yeah. is just everything that you could have ever asked for from it. You know, and, I and was, that's basically. I was what, still in- expecting uh, a, someone else to, I, I will talk about it af- afterwards, but there's. Uh, I'll just say it. I was expecting Miles Morales to show up, but yeah, he, he never did. But it would have been cool if they would have actually put him in the movie. But he just—he's nowhere in the MCU or anything yet, except for what Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? And, and um, in Spider-Man Three, there was a little boy helping Aunt May um, move and clear out all of her stuff that was named Miles. That's assumed to be Miles Morales. Uh, okay. But that's the closest we've ever gotten to live action Miles Morales is just a little boy helping Aunt May move. Yeah. I have a feeling that we'll probably start trying the any future Spider-Man movies. We're going to start phasing out Tom Holland because, uh, you know, he does. He probably doesn't want to play Spider-Man forever. So eventually they're going to have to bring in Miles Morales for yeah. in the next phase of Marvel movies or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to have to eventually. And, I mean, even though this was, like, our first touch on the Spider-Verse, I don't think this is our last time seeing the Spider-Verse. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't wait for um, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, me too. That this was just, This movie just made me even more excited for that movie. Because, no, spoilers, these movies are going to tie together. You know, because, mm-hmm. I mean... You saw that, you know, if you haven't seen it yet and you've seen a trailer, you know that Doctor Strange is in the movie. Right, yeah. And um, not necessarily a spoiler because this part's in the trailer for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, the dark Doctor Strange from the What If series yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be in the fucking movie. How awesome is that? I know. I'm ready to see. I want to watch it now. Yeah, dude. I, I, and I had no hype for this movie before seeing No Way Home. And um, not really a spoiler, but one of the post-credit scenes for No Way Home is uh, a trailer for Doctor Strange. Well, so I, 
the watching only, that in the theaters made me super fucking stoked. Well, yeah, the only Marvel movie I've really been excited about, I mean, besides No Way Home, was Multiverse of Madness because I'm, I still haven't seen Shang Chi. I still haven't seen the Eternals. And honestly, yeah, don't. I'm, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, if I watch yeah. them, I watch them. If I don't, I don't. Um, but once I saw No Way Home, then my excitement for uh, Multiverse of Madness, like went you know tenfold like i was like okay i'm really ready to see this movie now yeah i mean it was the same exact thing for me and um you should watch shang chi shang chi is a good movie i am i mean Um, i know the character i had a couple of you know old shang chi comics you know when i was a kid but i was never a huge fan or anything it was kind of like he's kind of like iron fist whereas like it never really got into like the kung fu stuff that marvel was doing so i mean i'll that if i'm gonna watch one i'm gonna watch that one i don't really give a shit about watching the eternals honestly yeah dude don't um it was so bad it it was a it's two hours and 46 minutes of just dog shit movie i think they tried to do with that i think they were expecting to maybe capture that guardians of the galaxy thing because you know nobody really knew who the guardians of the galaxy were until that movie and this was another property. I think this was, you know, giving a shout out to Jack Kirby, you know, because he, the Eternals was his thing back in the day. Right. You know, Jack the King Kirby, and uh, who, you know, along with Stan Lee, you know, developed all these Marvel characters, but the Eternals was like all his. So I understand that they want to kind of give Jack Kirby his due, but at the same time, like, I didn't give a shit about the Eternals comics. I don't give a yeah. shit about the movie. Yeah, dude, watching that movie, knowing it's two hours and 46 minutes, the whole time I'm just really? picking out things. Two hours and 46 minutes. See, I think, you know, two hours and 15 minutes is, like, kind of pushing it. <laughs> yes. Like, but, I mean, even Spider-Man was, like, two hours, 15 minutes. I think that's enough time for a that's comic plenty. book movie. Anything more than that, and it's just like, I don't, I, I don't want to sit in a theater for three hours. I was the whole time I was picking out scenes that just didn't need to be there. Yeah. I've heard that like a a bunch of people that like you could have cut like an hour out of that movie. Easy. hundred percent. You could have cut all two hours and 46 minutes of the movie and made something better. Like there's just, it, it has no tie into anything. There's no reason for it to exist. And it's a bad fucking movie. So, and I'm an editor at heart. So when I watch movies and especially movies that are too long, if, if I'm sitting there bored and I'm just like, all I'm thinking about is what I would have cut out of this movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like every character entrance is like too elaborate. All the flashback scenes just didn't need to be there. Yeah. Just explain it. You know what I mean? Don't show me. Just, you, you can tell, you can tell me. I know that's, I know that's bad for filmmaking. But if if showing me involves a 20 minute flashback, then just put it in dialogue. That's yeah. fine. Especially if it doesn't have anything to do with future, like setting up anything for future Marvel movies. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah, nothing at all. I mean, the biggest thing that happens, spoiler alert, some of the Eternals die. Okay, cool. <laughs> I tell it. you what I am excited about, though. That new Batman with... Uh, Dude. Oh my god, I'm, dude. They showed they showed the trailer for that before No Way Home. My dick was hard. Yeah. Uh that that movie looks like it's going to be craziness. 
Oh, dude, I'm so fucking excited. And you know, I'm like the biggest fucking Batman nerd. And, Day one for me, dude. And it's supposed to be a lot of, uh, you know, Batman Year One stuff in there. And that's one of my favorite comics of all time is Batman Year One. So if they get anywhere close to the comic book, yeah. I'm down. And I'm okay with Robert Pattinson yeah, playing for sure. Bruce Wayne Batman. I think he looks cool. Now, what it's going to come down I to... At, I what, wasn't until the trailer came out. Yeah. What is his voice going to sound like as Batman? Is he going to do the stupid Christian Bale? <laughs> we're the, the detonators or whatever. He, he says, like, I, I, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, like, you know, just a deep voice. Right, yeah. And, and we hear a little bit of his voice in the trailer. but And it sounds a lot closer to Christian Bale than I would want it. Oh, but may, I've been trying know. to, actually, I've been trying to avoid trailers. I watched the... Really? I think the first trailer, there was a trailer that dropped a couple of months ago, uh, and I watched I was like, all right, I'm not watching any more trailers after this. I want to go into this movie cold, like, with no expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a point in the trailer where he, he beats up some goon, and they ask, like, who are you anyways? And he says, I'm Vengeance. And, and it sounds, a, 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 you know, a little closer to, well, you know, Christian Bale. At least if he's intelligible, that'll be nice. Because Christian Bale, like, yeah. I, I watch those movies now and I have to watch, like, I watch with subtitles anyway. But even at the time when I had hearing, I still couldn't understand what he was saying. Right, yeah. Where are the detonators? Tell me where the detonators are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, everyone's uh, worried that it's going to be too close to Batman Begins, too. But I feel like those people don't understand that Batman Begins and Batman Year One are, are not very similar. Yeah. And we don't, we don't need to see his parents dying. We don't need it. I'm going to call right. Ma- Matt Reeves right. Like, right now and be like, dude, if you got that scene in there, if I see pearls hitting the ground, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving the theater. I'm leaving the theater. I don't need to see it. See, that's what they got right with Spider-Man. This time around, they didn't. We didn't need mm-hmm. to see Uncle Ben dying. We didn't need to see any of that. It right. just, we just, they just dropped us in, and he was already Spider Man at that point. Like I'm okay. Right. We're the we're we're pop culture fans. Who doesn't know that Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered in an alley? Why do we need to see it every fucking movie? Right. Yeah. And in the new iteration of Spider Man, he didn't even have an Uncle Ben. Yeah, he was Uncle already ben dead. Didn't even exist. <laughs> He might have been dead. I, I don't he even know if he, he. We don't even know if I don't he know died if he or not. Even he, existed. Yeah. Mm. All we know is his, his parents are dead. I guess. Yeah. But you know, he didn't have an uncle Ben or anything. No. Not even mentioned. Didn't make no rice or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> not a single bit of it. <laughs> not a single bit of rice. Uh, oh man. On that note, you want to go ahead and start wrapping this thing up. Yes, uh, my mom bought a king cake today, and it is calling my name. So I bought one I, like three days ago and ate the whole. We ate the whole damn thing in like three days. <laughs> I'm about to. I'm about to cut off a fourth of this king cake and fucking go to town, dude. dude so and excited. then our our friend Mike over at uh, B Res Coffee sent me. Um, I, I have to do a, a little job for him. I got to sign. Uh, me and Wally have to sign some uh, some stuff and send back to him. Uh, but he sent me uh, a bag of um, king cake flavored B-Rez coffee. I made my first cup of it last night. And holy shit, if you're not getting a bag of king cake flavored B-Rez coffee, 
you're missing out, man. Dude, that that was that cup of coffee was it it was so good. So good. Yeah, I actually told Mike that I was gonna just show up to your house with a uh with a cup. <laughs> I'll make you a cup. Whole beans too. I got my little grinder downstairs and grind up some fresh coffee. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a date to me. Oh yeah. We'll eat some king cake and drink king cake coffee. It'll be a king cake king cake uh uh party. It'll it'll just be king cake all over the place. Yeah, I'm not gonna wake up the next morning. <laughs> Diabetes. I need to get I need Diabetes. to capture that. Diabetes. Yes, dude. And uh check it and check it often. It's the right thing to do and the tasty way to do it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, the oatmeal commercial, right? Yep. Right thing to I do and the tasty way to do it. I'm Wolford Brimley. Fucking love Wolford Brimley, dude. Rest in peace to that absolute fucking yeah. legend. Wolford Brimley, go just go watch the thing and uh, realize yeah. that. Um, watch that movie and realize that me and him are the same age. <laughs> him in that movie. And yeah, dude. Yeah. Gone too soon. Dead at 39. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, he died at 39. Yeah, right. <clears throat> How did that dude look Let's 70? Let's get out of here, Jason How did Robbins. that dude look 70 when he was when he was 40? Like, I don't understand that. It, it, he's the opposite of Paul Rudd. Yeah, like Paul like, Rudd he's looks like, like he's like twenty five. I don't get it. They're, I think the QAnon people are right. I think they're drinking the blood, the blood of innocent virgins or something. Yeah, and Wolford Brimley is, I don't know, doing the opposite of that. Yeah. What's the opposite of drinking virgin blood? Eating oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, he's eating oatmeal and it's making him older. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, anything you want to tell the people before we leave tonight? Uh, sure, man. Every Tuesday night at the Juke Joint in Ocean Springs, I host the open mic there. So come by and get some stage time or just, you know, stay for a laugh. And next Wednesday, we will not be having a show. We're going to do the show on a different night that week because both me and Jason will be recording our comedy sets uh, January 26th at the Juke Joint to send to producers and whatnot gonna be like a not for netflix uh comedy taping basically mm-hmm. and uh yeah man we could use all the audience members we can get Hell absolutely yeah. free so just come by for the show and uh, that'll do it for me yeah that's it that's all i had to say too was come out to the juke joint 26th and uh see us all record our sets and uh be there for us we need you but don't be assholes don't heckle Become the right. comedy show. Be nice. Laugh. I will fist fight you in the street. <laughs> We've established this. Yeah, we will hit you in the face with a microphone right in the forehead, right here. So you have a big, like, grill mark right between your eyes of a microphone hitting you. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. I don't either. Yeah. I thought maybe you had something, but that's it. But nope. yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and get out of here. If you'd like to email us, email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com, at openmikers on Twitter, and Instagram, openmikerspodcast on Facebook. Uh, openmikers.com takes you straight to our Patreon, where as little as a dollar a month gets you the extra episodes and you get the shows early. So head on over there and do that. Keep the lights on for us. And we will see you guys next week. Oh,